Hey, what's up Facebook? Sorry for the slight mess <laughs> in the house here. It's been a busy day. I've been on uh, mentoring calls most of the day and uh, I wanted to share with you um, a, really a really powerful lesson that I've been talking with a few gym owners about this. And this really affects you at any level of business, but it's very prevalent. If you're making more than 15 to 20,000 pounds a month in your facility, or you're very close, this is very important. And, uh, but it's really important for every level. And what I get is I, I speak to a lot of gym owners. We, we tend to work with facility and bootcamp owners who are doing 10 to 20 or 30,000 pounds a month, low six figure revenues, and they're trying to scale up to the next level. They wanna open up two or three more locations uh, and take things to the next level. And what's alarming is a lot of people I speak to in this position, they tend to think that the reason they're not there yet is because their Facebook ads are not dialed in yet. And now Facebook ads, as I've talked about many times, are brilliant, one of the best ways to get clients. We wanna maximize the Facebook ad opportunity, but you don't wanna rely on it. That's the problem. And what I can tell 99% of you in this position is that the reason you're not scaling up uh, or the reason you're not, you don't feel you're able to grow two or three locations is nothing to do with Facebook. Because the trend I've seen, you have to remember guys, this takes a macro view of the industry. In the last five to 10 years, we've been in a booming, awesome economy. Facebook ads have been dirt cheap. In fact, I would say that the number one reason most fit pros watching this are even self-employed or run a business today has probably been because of how cheap and accessible Facebook advertising and online media has been since 2011, 2012. Facebook ads, I would argue, are one of the single biggest factors that led so many people to opening up their own facilities and studios. I opened my first studio kind of before the Facebook ads boom, and I, I built it up organically to begin with. Uh, but I've seen a lot of fit pros, especially if you opened up in the last three to five years, it's been heavily because you can drive leads with Facebook ads uh, at a very cheap, accessible price. The problem is that the next five years is not gonna be the same as the previous five years. We've been in a boom economy, it's been great, but you know all the cycles and, and investment news show we're due for another economic downturn in, in the kind of years to come. And the problem is, uh, a, business, a problem in business is something called cognitive bias, which means that we tend to think as entrepreneurs that the way something has always been is the way it's always going to be. So fit pros that have come into this industry and they've built a studio, they've made 10, 20, 30,000 a month in the last three to five years because of Facebook ads, they tend to believe that they're always gonna have that Facebook ad opportunity and it's always gonna be dirt cheap, and it's not. In fact, Facebook ad costs have been systematically rising over the last few years. When I first got started with Facebook ads back in 2012, I think it was, I paid 20 pence a lead. 20 pence, right? And so did a lot of other fit pros or they advertised a few years ago when they got uh, really good prices. And then they stopped 
or they didn't adapt and now they go and advertise and they pay five, six, seven pounds or 10 pounds a lead. And the problem is they, they, they bitch and complain that they're not getting one pound leads anymore. And they say, and the thing is they're fixed to say, what can I do to get those one pound leads? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire this ads manager and hire a new marketing agency. They'll get me the one pound leads, and that doesn't work. So they fire the ads manager and get another ads manager. This happens all the time. I've had numerous conversations where this happens, and the problem is it's not the ads managers or the ads agencies as much as you're expecting to get a result that's no longer possible, right? It's just the market has moved on. The same way if uh, in the 1970s, you could probably go to Dubai and buy a chunk of desert land for a hundred bucks, right? Because who would want it? And, but if you go today, now they've built a huge city on top of that land. Now an acre of desert would be worth about you know, $20 billion, right? We can't hope to get it for the same price we would have got it for 25 years ago. The market has shifted. And so that's the first problem. If you've grown, if you've scaled your, your fitness business to where it is right now, doing 20, 30K a month, low six figures, but you did it mostly because you were getting an abundance of leads for cheap on Facebook, that is not the reason to scale. Because I know a lot of people as well who have said, Justin, I'm, I'm doing so well here. I want to open up a second location. And I say, why? And they say, because my Facebook ads are working so well. And I say, not a good reason, right? Um, you should not be scaling to a second or third location, doubling or tripling your overheads because of a front-end opportunity. You should only be doubling or scaling your costs because of back-end infrastructure and sustainability. So what that means is, um, again, I, I had this conversation with the Fit Pro not long ago. He wanted to open up a second location and because the only thing I could see is his Facebook ads were working. And um, he saw an opportunity to open up a gym in another part of town and thought, if I can just double up my ads over there, I can open up that gym too. Big mistake, because then later on, he, he went and opened that facility. And we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. He opened up the facility, and then he woke up one day and had the dreaded Facebook ads disabled notification that overnight Facebook had disabled his ads account, right? He'd done something to violate terms and conditions and that's it, done. Your ads account is closed, no more leads. Now this gym owner has two gyms operating with over 60,000 um, a month of operating costs that were fueled by him getting leads and sales coming in. These gyms aren't profitable yet because they didn't have enough clients to fulfill it and that's why I warned him against opening a second location. He did so anyway. Then his Facebook ads account got banned. Now he has two gyms with over 60,000 a month of operating costs to cover and no leads coming in. And when he told me the news, my ads account is disabled, I said, well, how else are you getting leads? What other lead systems do you have working for you? Guess what, how many he had? None, right? And so if you're in that position too, where 90% of your lead flow is based on Facebook, then you have to get real with yourselves, guys, okay? It's not 2013 anymore. You have to start building in other streams because even if you get Facebook ads dialed in, that, is, that should not be your key to scale your business. 
because in the next um, two to five years, we're gonna be in for a massive fitness industry crash. Predict right, mark my words right here, guys, because no one else is telling you about this. No one else is talking about this. Mark my words here in the fitness industry. We have overgrown and overscaled, right? So think about it now, right? If you've grown multiple locations or you're scaling up fast, but it's all because you have, a, uh, you have 300 leads a day from Facebook coming in, or you had that, and in the past you were spending only a thousand pounds a month in advertising to get that number, but now all of a sudden your ad cost is going up to three, four, five thousand pounds a month for the same result. You've just tri you've just quadrupled your your ads budget. You've tr you've quadrupled your expenses. If Facebook is the supplier that you rely on all your business to come from, and that supplier suddenly five x's their prices, or or withdraws their service completely. You're done. You're absolutely done. Think of it in any business works the same way. If you own a pub or a restaurant and 90% of the alcohol you serve came from, I don't know, Carlsberg, for example, and then suddenly one day Carlsberg, now you've opened up 15 bars, all renowned for serving Carlsberg, and then Carlsberg turn around one day and say, oh yeah, you know the supply you get from us, it's five times more now. Or, you know what, we're not gonna do business with you. No more, no more beer for you, right? You're gonna be, unless you turn things around quick, your overheads are now gonna be eating into your profits so quickly, most gym owners in that position will go bankrupt in less than three months. That's the reality here. We're on a bubble that's about to burst. There's so many gyms, so many facilities that are oversized and overstuffed and are only growing and making moves based on the ads coming in, that when their ad count gets disabled or it just goes up in price beyond what they can afford right now, then suddenly the, the, the additional facility space they're leasing, the additional payroll they're paying for, the additional taxes they're paying above the VAT threshold, suddenly those expenses become your biggest nightmare when the revenue is no longer coming in because the sales aren't coming in, because your ads are not working as well as they did, or they're not working at all, and you have no new lead flow. This is a major, major problem that no one in the industry is looking at, because like most things, we only see the problem once the bubbles burst. But if you run a fitness business, if you own any brick and mortar business, any, any business at all, and you wanna be scaling it up and you're not looking at this and you're not seeing the macro trend and looking at the ecosystem here, you're in big trouble. I see a lot of marketers you know, try and be smart and say that they'll teach you about ecosystems and they actually think an ecosystem is a funnel, right? A three-part funnel is not an ecosystem. An ecosystem your, is the ecosystem, it's the, it's the market forces that affect your business that you often have no control over no control. The only control you can have is to not rely or build your company all on top of them. And so an ecosystem is how we do advertising. And again, for the last seven years, Facebook ads have been an incredible, they've been a blessing. They've been the best wealth generating opportunity that us coaches could see in our generation probably. 
and many people, myself included, we got in early at the right time. We invested in the ads, we saw the cheap nature of it, we saw the power of Facebook ads, but I just did two things differently. Number one, I didn't become overly reliant on those Facebook ads. I said, look, I'm gonna put as much money as I can afford and budget into these ads and pull out the return, but I'm not building my entire company based on it because I know I'm building it on it's somebody else's land and if they decide to change the terms, my business is in a very precarious situation. And I'd rather the long-term sustainability than trade that for short-term quick win and a lottery win. Uh, and the second thing I also did then was I also understood that the price is not gonna stay that way forever. The ecosystem is going to change because it happened with Google, it happened with radio, it happened with TV, it happens with every single medium. A new channel comes out. Everyone um, starts looking at that channel. The attention is on there. The shareholders of that platform then open up advertisers. Uh, they make revenue by selling advertising to, for businesses to put their adverts in front of people who are giving all the attention. In the beginning stages of any technology that does this, offline or online, the same cycle occurs. All the attention comes on the platform, advertisers are allowed in. In the early days, there are very relaxed regulations because the shareholders wanna make money, so they'll sell advertising space to anyone and if you remember in the early days of, of, of FB, same as Google, you could promote anything. Diet pills, you know, before after pictures, whatever you want, magic injections, you can <laughs> sell anything because they wanted ad revenue. That dramatically boosts up the shareholdings. And then once all the advertisers dive in because they can see they can sell whatever they want for a super cheap price, suddenly there's saturation of advertisers and then the newsfeed starts getting clogged up. And then you start getting adverts uh, in your messenger and every other post becomes an advert. And that's when the platform turn around and say, hey, the party's over. We have the advertisers we want. We're now going to put tight regulations in place. They start banning ads accounts because what these platforms do is they will look at, um, and this is not bad by the way, this is just sound business strategy. Um, they will just look at all the advertisers and if this platform has, for example, 100,000 advertisers, they're going to see that 90,000 of those advertisers um, probably only contribute 10% um, of the revenue from ads, whereas 10% or, or 100,000 of those advertisers, or, or 10,000 of those advertisers actually contribute 90% of the ad revenues because you have a few big companies who are bigger spenders so a platform like Facebook or Google, they're not gonna care about your measly $5 a day budget. They couldn't give a crap. If a bigger advertiser is spending 50 a day or 500 a day, they're gonna, be, they're gonna wanna give the ad space to that person, that company, and they can just find flaws in your adverts and disable your account, because they don't need you as a customer anymore. And that's the harsh reality. It's just how markets work. TV did it. Radio did it, Google did it, Facebook's doing it, Instagram will do it, YouTube will do it, and whatever the hell comes next will do it too. TikTok or whatever, right? It's the same thing. 
So you have to, if you're gonna build a business that survives beyond through one recession or through one economic cycle, you need to start learning these things. And this is the reality, guys, that most of us built these businesses over the last three to five years in a booming, good economy with an amazing opportunity like Facebook ads that so many fit pros, too many fit pros have become too reliant on. And they're gonna be in for a big, rude awakening very quickly if they don't sort this out and get other lead generation systems in place. I'm telling you guys, if you keep relying on Facebook for 90% of your leads, you are going to, there's very high chance you're gonna be in a bad position very quickly. Okay, so that's number one. And, um, and, and then, you know, so what does it take to actually scale? That's the real, so if, if maybe you've got your Facebook ads dialed in right now, maybe you're doing 20, 30K a month and you're thinking, right, so I wanna scale to a second or third location uh, or, or, or grow my business in some way, take on more staff, whatever. And if Justin's saying that I shouldn't do that just because my lead flow situation is good from Facebook, then how do I decide when to scale? When is a good time to scale? What do I base it on? These are great questions. So, like I said earlier in the, in the live stream, you don't wanna scale because of a short-term um, fleeting front-end opportunity. You only wanna scale because of a solid, consistent back-end infrastructure. And there are particular markers we look for in the back-end of a business that would give you the best chances of scaling. So, for me, I look at three things, okay? If we're gonna decide do we go to a second or a third or a fifth location or scale up in any sense, any significant amount of scaling, we wanna look at three factors, okay? Number one, um, do you have an, um, basically number one comes down to your business cash flow. Do you have um, at least, you know, when I wanna, if I wanna open a second location, what I want is to avoid taking out any loans, to avoid giving away, diluting any equity, to avoid going into any toxic debt. What I wanna do is I want three months of operating capital plus the set estimated setup costs in the bank, in profit, before I do that. So if, if, I, if I estimate it's gonna cost me uh, 15,000 pounds to set up a new location, and it's gonna cost me 6,000 a month to run the operating costs, then I would want the 15,000 setup plus 18,000 in operating costs, which would cover everyone's the rent, everyone's payroll. Um, I would wanna know that I could afford the setup and three months of operating capital before I even think about opening that location, right? In addition to that, you also need to make sure that if you're using the company profits to put that money there, you also wanna make sure that the current location would still have a minimum of three to six months operating capital to fund its survival. So you don't wanna have, if that's all the profit you have, you don't wanna strip it out of one, one gym and put it into another one because then that leaves, you've diluted the operating capital for both of them. And then if you have one bad month, let's say your Facebook ad account gets shut off then there's no emergency money to bail out those costs. And then they, you have to make layoffs, you have to downsize, you have to not pay yourself, for example. So you wanna make sure you have at least three months um, operating uh, setup costs and three months operating capital for location 
to, or whatever the next location is, without compromising having at least three months operating capital for the current place as well, right? Don't grow a second location which spites the first. That's absolutely stupid. You'll get double the stress, but double the risk. That's number one, cash flow. And again, here's the reality, because some people, I've had this conversation with Bitbros, and uh, they'll say to me, but I really want to open the second location, and I don't have that much money to do it. And I'll say, well, don't do it then. And they say, well, but how could I do it? And <laughs> the reality is that's like saying, hey, um, I'm not strong enough to bench press 200 kilos, but how do I bench press 200 kilos? The answer is you can go ahead and try, but I'm telling you, you probably shouldn't do it yet. You're just not strong enough. Put your ego in check and realize that if your company isn't profitable enough to, to, to release that kind of money, then maybe your gym, your business model isn't as good as you think it is. But then they say, ah, oh, but my Facebook ads work. I get, I get 100 leads a month off Facebook. Great, that has nothing to do with scaling up your company, right? As you can now start to see, it has nothing to do with scaling, right? Because that 100 leads a day might not be there tomorrow. So cash flow is what gives you options. Cash flow is how you fund your scaling. So if you haven't got that money to do that safely, I would argue you're not ready to scale and you've got to make more money or release more profit in your current location and you're just getting too ahead and too big for your boots, but you're just not ready yet, right? So that's number one. Now, assuming you do have that cash flow, what's the next thing I look for? Because cash isn't enough. To have the best chances of a sustainable second location, the next thing you want to have then is a uh, trained, and here's the keyword, cultured um, operating team, right? A trained and cultured operating team. What that means is, if, if you're gonna open location number two, then location number one should operationally run without your direct input day to day. You'll be there as the leader, the motivator, you know, the boss, the director, but operationally, the finances should be being tracked, um, KPIs should be looked at, everyone should know what to do, basic operating processes and procedures should all be in place, so you should be able at least to take a holiday for a few weeks and the team should be able to run things and troubleshoot any issues without having to contact you, right? If you can't do that, then you shouldn't be looking at scaling first of all. But let's say you have that. Um, you, that means your systems are in place and you're gonna need then to leverage those into the next location. But what you need is team members to actually go there and run it. Because if you don't have those team members, then you're gonna be running location A and running location B, and you're going to be stretched too thin energetically. Simple as that. Um, look, if, if, if your second location is being opened next door or very, very close within a kilometer to your current location, I would argue maybe because of the proximity, you can handle it. But if we're talking about another gym on the other side of town, or a different town, and the one can't even run without you being there holding it up, forget about it, right? Um, and so, and again, the only reason most fit pros try and do this juggling act is because their Facebook ads are working and they think they have to, they have to scale up quickly to make the most of the Facebook ads, right? It's not true. 
you should definitely get as many leads as you can through Facebook, but not scale up your business and take on additional risks um, unless these other parameters I'm talking about are in place first. So, so you know, you've got your operating cash flow, then you want to have a team that can go and run those systems. And this needs to be a cultured team. And what I mean by cultured is they've probably spent at least six to 12 months in your business so far, and they understand the general attitude, the core values, they understand the culture of how it works. They're not fresh. And here's why. Because if you open a second location, and you might have maybe, maybe a coach who's going to take the sessions there. Now, maybe this coach is very well trained. Maybe he or she understands your workouts. They're a great, great, great trainer. They can handle it. Great. But do they have the same mindset and do they adopt your culture? Because you can say, right guys, location number two is over there. We've got this brand new trained coach. They're going to lead your session. Uh, I'm going to go away now to, to Bali or something. The clients will go and work with that coach and they'll come back and say, I don't like it anymore. It's not the same without you. And that is every pro's biggest nightmare. The reason that happens is because it's not a system or a checklist that allows you freedom. It's that's the beginning. What you need is a cultured team who understand your core values and, and breathe your way of business, who will make sure those systems and checklists are actually followed. So anyone, any, any trainer could come and deliver your workout technically, but can they deliver it? Do they understand the energy that you bring? Do they understand what, what experience your clients come to your place for? That's what they have to understand. Because ironically, if you have a coach who understands your culture and the energy and the experience and the excitement you bring to the sessions, they could deliver the session that isn't even technically structurally as good as yours. But if they bring the same energy that the clients are used to and have the same relationship, the clients will love that coach probably just as much or more than you. So it's not always we get this idea um, admittedly through people like myself, sometimes I say, you know, systems are the ticket to freedom, which they are, but it's kind of not true. <laughs> exactly. It is, but it's only the first step. It's not just structure, but culture has to be in place. Structure and systems we can put in place in 24 hours, but culture training your team to actually understand why you do things and, and the energy in which you do them, that's going to take some, a few months. And so I would say you want your head coach and your manager who are going to go over and run this new location. They should probably have been in your business for at least six months and you trust them to, to really deliver the core values and culture. That's the second asset you need to go and put and let them open your second location. Um, and then the third thing you need after they've got the operating cash to fund everything, you've got cultured and trained team members to go and open it for you. The next and final thing you want to have in place before you scale to a next location is you want to have an audience or a prospect list in that area. So again, most fit pros make the mistake. They see a, a, an affordable lease. They jump in, they take, they sign a 15 year lease or whatever. They open up on day one and then think, right, I'm going to start marketing now for clients. The problem is, that process could take two to four weeks before any money starts coming in. 
So now they've got to go two to four weeks of paying all the expenses before they make any money in return. And that financial hit can sometimes put them into a tailspin from day one. So what you want to do is be prepared and have clients ready to buy before you even open the doors. So you can generate leads in an area without having a gym there. I can use a Facebook ad or any advertising method and I can systematically get leads in any place in the world I want to, whether I've got a presence there or not. You could, for example, if I was looking to open a facility that was in Liverpool, for example, which is, you know, let's say it's a um, hundred miles from my nearest location and I want to go to Liverpool for some reason. Well, I wouldn't go and build a gym in Liverpool and then look for leads. I would start about three to six months ahead of time. I would then start running adverts in, Limous in Liverpool and I would start collecting email addresses and leads or maybe messenger bot subscribers or maybe I'd open a free Facebook group and I would just advertise content or it could be video views, right? I run a video views audience and I would just run content in that area that gets people's information in return for like, you know, weight, some weight loss strategies, a recipe guide, whatever it might be, bearing in mind that these are, not, these are not things I would use to promote the actual gym membership, but I would use them just to collect a lead, a lead database before I go to the area. It would get my name out there. It would help me um, test how well my ads are gonna work over there. It would help build my awareness in the area so people have an idea of who you are. And after three months of doing that on a pretty low reasonable budget, if we then decide moving to that area, we can go in with a bang and then we can retarget that list of people. And that's exactly what I did when I opened a facility in uh, Bucharest, Romania in 2014. So I had nothing in Romania, no contacts, like no, you know, no list, nothing like that at all. We were scheduled to open in January. So in the October, I began running ads to a blog post right, with like three steps to lose weight for women. Okay, we got, you know, about 90,000 blog clicks. And at the bottom of the blog post, it said, you know, the first ever transformation center for women is coming to Romania, opening in January, enter your name, email, phone number, if you'd like to be on the um, RSVP first notification list when we go live. Uh, and about five to 7% of people that read the blog post opted in their details. So in about a month of running that advert, we built a list of about 3,000 email addresses and phone numbers by before December. So then in December, we started marketing for to sell pre-gym memberships. Uh, we sold about 50 memberships to that list before the doors had even opened in January. And so that's the three components overall that will actually help you scale to a second location. It's getting the cash flow. It's... Um, getting a, a team in place that are cultured, which probably take about three to six months of training and building an audience in that area. Now, what you might notice about this methodology is this is probably going to take you a lot longer than you were hoping for. So the process from deciding I'm going to open a second location for us probably takes about nine to 12 months. So if I decide like I'm going to open a new location, I'm thinking nine to 12 months in the future because now I'm gonna start the process of collecting cash flow, boosting profits as much as I can in the current location to put money aside to afford that, that startup capital. I'm gonna start training my team members who I aim to promote and go and run the next gym for me. 
that's going to take three to six months. And then I'm also going to start building an audience in that area and build my brand awareness for three to six months. So it's at least a six month process, probably depending on how good your cash flow is right now. And then it could be six to nine months. But if you follow this process, put your ego aside, put this scarcity need for fast, fast growth away. Stop trying to compete with other people. Stop trying to have what they have just because it looks cooler and say, look, I'm going to take the sustainable route. This is going to be a marathon, not a sprint. And then in nine months, you will sail seamlessly into that second location without a hiccup, right? You'll have the money to pay for it and you won't have to even make any revenue for three months because you've got the money there. Your staff are paid, the lights are on, the marketing's running, you've got three months of operating capital, you don't even have to make money for the next, for the first three months. Think about how much of a great position that puts you in. Secondly, you've got team members who are trained, cultured, they've been with you over six months. They, they're like, yeah, leave it with me, I know how to manage this place, we know how to, we know how to do this thing, easy. And thirdly, you've already got a pre-built audience in that area so you can stroll in and make money before you even open the doors. Those are the three things that you wanna have in place before you scale into a second, third, or fourth location. Not my Facebook ads are working. And hopefully, hopefully in this video, I've spent probably nearly an hour on, I've helped you understand why the Facebook ad rush is not your ticket to scaling. Definitely you want to get it locked in. Definitely I'm a big believer in Facebook ads. I love the opportunity they give us. I'm, it, it's life-changing, it definitely is. But you can't rely on it also because the th same thing that has given so many Fit Pros life over the last seven years will be the thing that rips it away from you now as well. So that's my advice. What are your thoughts? Let me know in the comments. Do you have any more follow-up questions? Shoot me a message. And I hope you got value out of this, guys. Let me know your thoughts on this and if there's anything else I can do to help you. And uh, this is JD. I'll catch you very soon.